0: Thank, thank you, thank you. Okay, what candy bar was introduced to the U.S. soldiers' rations during World War II? Was it Snickers, Twix, Payday, or Heath Bar? Um, Payday. That's what I thought, too. Okay. <laughs> okay, but it wasn't. It was the Heath Bar. Oh, okay. Heath Bars were included in the U.S. soldiers' rations during the World War II because they had been found to have a very long shelf life. The Heath bar was originally marketed as a health food, <laughs> claiming to use only the finest ingredients. Mm. One early and uh, one early ad read, "Health for better, Heath for better health." <laughs> All right, mm. uh, another candy bar or candy. What's the other candy? Then I knew this one. What's the other candy that was uh, in the the rashes for armies? Snickers. No, nope. nope. It was M Ms because oh, okay. they didn't melt. They, they, you know, they were after. They were looking for some candy that would not melt. Sure, before, and that's why literally you can hold the M Ms in your hand. You know, they'll get a little like even the color, red. yeah, but, <laughs> but they don't go into mush. Okay, because there's a shell that's on them. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah I know. I knew the M M&M m thing. So. that's cool. Um, I say we got a call. Well, let's see. There's a couple. way here. I want to go. Uh da 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 uh okay we'll do this (laughs) oh did it it. okay uh, a gal just called in about all those beagles that were rescued well a lot of people don't realize is that um most your researcher that use animals all use beagles and the reason is is because beagles can take a licking and keep on ticking which is really sad to say but they are very forgiving you can draw blood from them today OK, and come back and draw blood again from tomorrow. You could give them a shot today. Come back and do it again tomorrow. They they they're just OK, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's why they use beagles for, re- you know, research, unfortunately, oh, okay. a lot. And so they rescued all those beagles and somebody called in and wanted to know about, OK, wh- why they train ability. It's just like any dog. You know, they've been in a facility all their life. Uh, a lot of them, they do have maybe a yard that they can go play in. But basically, they've been in a building, in a cage, in a oh you know, the kennel runs. And they don't know what the real home is. Mm. And so you know, they might have to learn steps and stuff like that. It just has to do with the personality of the beagle that you got. And so that's, you know, beagles are hard to train. All your hound dogs are hard, are oh, hard to okay. train. Beagles, bassets, coon hounds. You know what I mean? There's real time and hound dog time. That's the big joke in the training field. So as far as being trainability, it's a beagle. You know, and they they kind of have their own agenda. But yeah, as long as you work with them, and you know, you know, take your time, you know, you will all come together. So just got to find it. You know, make sure you got a good personality. Because a lot of them have their own breeding program. I knew in Far, uh, Fargo uh, when Cassandra was going to be a vet tech, a four year vet tech degree. That they had a breeding program for beagles up there that they would uh, sell the research as was part of their funding to help pay for the the wing of the vet tech. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it kind of crazy. So anyway, so you remember last week? No, you weren't here last week, but last week, you know, I I shouted out a challenge to all you cat owners and your dog owners. I wanted to take you to take the two week challenge, whereas you're going to feel your cat feel your dog and we want to try to get some weight off of them but we're also going to change up the food now with you cat owners remember i suggested strongly that you go to a good grain free canned food aka uh, the best one would be one of that i would say go to nutrisources grain free canned foods okay and then um The dogs to rehydrate the food. Don't feed the dog dry food dry. Because remember, uh, the dogs, think of the dog's stomach like a, uh, a hammock. Okay, now the dogs don't chew their food, they slam it. All right. Even if you put it through the puzzle thing, they just lick it up and slam it. It goes in whole. They don't chew it. All right. So that all that whole nugget is in now uh, in the stomach. Okay. Now they just ate a whole bunch of, you know, dried nuggets. Now they didn't eat. They swallowed. Now they come over and drink a buttload of water to compensate for all that dry matter. And now that hammock on, you know, the axles that holds the hammock, all that weight is starting, you know, to lower the hammock. And so then what could happen if the dog, if he has a real deep, if he's a long body and deep chested dog, he could turn wrong and the stomach can flip. And now your dog is dying of bloat. And so the thing is, is that they used to tell you to raise the dishes. You know, so see are sucking so much air. But they just found it's because dogs don't chew their food. They inhale it and all that weight goes into the stomach. And now they want you to tack it. Pack the stomach to keep it from doing that. You no, know, I would rather just maybe let's change our feeding and then maybe we can prevent it. Okay. So by rehydrating the dog food, you take and put what you're going to feed, you know, in the dish and then you put hot tap water till it floats really nice. Put it aside. Uh, non grain free takes a half hour, grain free takes about an hour. Come back, water should be gone. Put in your supplements, your probiotic, digestive enzymes, maybe some extra virgin coconut oil, whatever, okay, or some fish oil. Okay, then mix it up and then feed it to the dog. Now, if you come back and, and you always want to feel a couple of the nuggets and make sure it's pretty soft to the center, if not, add more water, wait a little bit, and then put your supplements in and then feed it. So rehydrate. And some dogs that are dealing with a lot of tummy disorders, tummy problems, uh, start rehydrating their food. Don't have them just swallow that whole nugget. And have it sitting there now, their stomach has to work on getting it. Uh, some of the puppies, especially golden retrievers, when they've rehydrated, the, rehydrated their food, all of a sudden they're you know, they're loose stools. All perfect, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. Some dogs just have a hard time. Dogs weren't meant to eat dry food, dry. That's a human convenience. So you can help them, you know, do it better by rehydrating it. So now this is week one. So you've been already feeding hopefully your cat grain free canned food. So now they're not throwing up. You got less doo in the uh, in the in the box your the coat is you're starting to feel a difference in the coat of the cat yes it can happen that fast or it's not as much shetty shetty okay and so now this is week one for the dog so hopefully you've been rehydrating it And so next Saturday and Sunday, actually, next Sunday, hopefully some of you guys will call in and let me know how it went as far as the challenge. Did you feel like your cat started losing some weight because you got them off the carbs? Uh, Your dog, their stools are doing better and they're starting to lose weight because you're going to start feeding less. All right, you're gonna feed less, is what you're gonna do. So, hopefully, you're up for that challenge, all right? And you'll call in next week and let me know. And Dr. Jess should be here next week. I'm not sure, you know, because we are live. Sometimes you just never know. <laughs> He's She's supposed to come, but you know, things just happen. Sure. Just like with my dog classes, you know, people, cl- I got tested positive for COVID. Right. Okay, so yeah, th- it's, it is a still side of the, that do- go- yeah, still side of the that times. And it's like, hey, yeah. what it is, what it is. That's why I, I always book a couple extra dogs in my class. And so that some because I've you know, I'd say probably every other class somebody tests cop positive for COVID sure. and can't come. So it's yeah. no problem. No problem. So so hopefully you got some gonna have some good news for me next week for about the challenge and that uh you're gonna stick with it and your cat's gonna get thinner, your dog's gonna get thinner, they're gonna be healthier all over and it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. So so, anyway, and then, listen, there's one more. but Oh, the cat video. Uh, the cat video is August 4th, and I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the booth, Go No Place Like Home. I think it's Remax. No Place Like Home uh, Realtor. And, and last year, they gave out some really fun stuff. So, hopefully, so find me. If you're going to cat video, find me at No Place Like Home uh, uh, Realtor booth, okay? And that's August 4th, a Thursday from 6 to. I can't remember six to eight sixty nine i guess six, i'm not seven. sure on the yes, time yeah, there remember. sorry about that yeah because i last year i didn't stay for the video you know when they started the video then that's when i left i didn't need to see any cat videos i see it every day <laughs> So but anyway so yeah so hopefully you're still you're going a dollar of it all is going to the main size and so that'll be great all right okay babies now okay so you're gonna have a baby well congratulations now, this is what a couple of things you're going to do. Number one, hopefully you that are just just pregnant, I usually get this, call, people call me up like an hour, or an hour, yeah, really, like a couple of weeks before they're going to have the baby. The more time you can have before your new baby lands to work with the dog, the better things are going to go. So first of all, what you want to do is you want to get a doll, a regular baby size doll, Okay. Okay, then what you're going to do is that you're going to wrap the doll up and you're going to go through all the things that you would do by having a baby, changing this diaper at the changing table or wherever you're going to be or on the floor. You're going to set up the scenario that you're going to need when the real baby comes home. So what you can get, teach your dog's words and what they need. Like let's say the dog was trying to get up to, trying to feed the baby and the dog wants to be right into the baby's face and your face. You can gently push him away, ah, back. Ah, back. Because you want to, and then as soon as say back up, oh, thank you. Put a leash on him so that you can take a leash and back him up if needed. If he won't back up, then just drop the doll. Go after the dog. Hey, back thank you very nice go pick up the baby and sit back down again and so the neat thing about the doll obviously you can drop the doll and you can't do that to a baby right uh get it, the dog used to seeing the baby in like those wind up swing things in the stroller in the you know sit on the couch and you know get just and start using words right, is the baby going to be allowed i mean is the dog going to be allowed into the baby's room if so otherwise if not you want to draw a line uh-uh back you know, and then wait, so that the dog has to wait. So you are in the the baby's room, you know, without the dog. All right. So you got to set those rules up, and you got to follow through. And then, what words are you going to need for the dog? Uh, and then, the, it's it's good to have a dog that's kennel trained for the fact that then you know um, the dog's not in place because this is huge. You remember he's been the baby right now, and now you just brought in a baby, so now he's got to be able to. Uh, you know, to ad- adjust, to share you. So, okay, I you not know, we got to, okay, listen, we're going to run, and then we're going to come back and talk about babies more, okay? Uh, we're at here. Oh, here we are. Okay. What candy bar was originally introduced into the U.K. as a round tree? Roan tree, there you go. Roan tree, chocolate crisp, Butterfinger, Heath bar, Kit Kat, or you know, you know bar? Never heard of that one. We'll be back. Thanks for staying with us. Okay, what candy bar originally introduced in the UK as Rowan, W-O-W, R-O-W-N, Trees Chocolate Crisp? Was it Butterfinger, Heath Bar, Kit Kat, or You Know Bar? (laughs) Gosh, I don't know that You Know Bar, but let's go with that one. Uh, yeah, no. no, no, I have no idea what that, you that'd be something to say, I've never heard of it, and I know my chocolate bars, <laughs> but anyway, no, I guess this one, right, it was Kit Kat. Okay. The Kit Kat bar was originally introduced in the UK as Roan Tree's Chocolate Crisp in 1935. Mm. Two years later, it was renamed Kit Kat. Consisting of several thin bars of chocolate-soaked wafers coated with chocolate, the Kit Kat bar would go on to become the number one selling candy bar in the UK. In 2002, Kit Kat limited edition white chocolate and dark chocolate bars hit market. And in 2003, the limited edition line was expected to include mint and orange flavor, which they suck. (laughs) (laughs) I tried the mint because I love anything mint. Nah yeah, it was not wasn't a fan. Good, really. No, you don't hmm. mess with my Kit Kat. I yeah. mean just a plain Kit Kat. The original. I, tried, I tried the white chocolate. No, 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 no. How about no, the dark? No, 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 no no, okay. no, no, That 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 uh creamy chocolate with those wavy mm-hmm. No, don't mess with it. <laughs> you got a good thing. Leave it alone. Well, yeah, I, I was surprised. I nailed that one right off. So look at me, ding, 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 ding. Okay, now back to, okay, you gotta, you're got pregnant, and you, you're going to start doing things that you normally would be, need to do when you do have the baby, feeding the baby, sitting and feeding the baby, different chairs, different places, walking with the baby, talking to the baby, putting the baby into, you know, um, one of those swings or the, the – you know how they leave babies on the floor and then, you know, they have that thin – like the mobiles that are, are go above them. Yes. You know, so but you want to take this doll – and um, it's going to be your baby. And then, you know, go for a walk, you know, pushing the stroller, whatever stroller you're going to be using, you know, take the baby for a walk and take the dog so that you can, the dog can get used to what's going on and you can know find out words that you need to teach the dog that maybe will help your uh, be easier on, on, on you and the dog. And then now let's say now when the baby comes, you're going to take a bandana and I know it sounds about goofy, but have a bandana ready if it does for the dog. And you're just going to kind of, you know, Rub it on the baby. Get the baby smell. Yeah. And then you're going to come home and put it on the dog. Because now the dog is wearing the smell of the baby that's coming. Okay, oh, so wow. now what's happening is because usually dogs are all about smell. Mm-hmm. So when the baby comes, it's like, what is that? Let me smell it. Let me smell it. Okay, well, all of a sudden he goes a quick, hey, I've been smelling you for two days. You know, <laughs> yeah, fine. Okay, okay, whatever. And, but then the first time the baby cries, that, you know, you could even, you know, I don't know, some people are really technique, that doll, you can make it. Cry like a real baby, you know, so the dog gets used to the cries, even though every cry is different. Sure. Okay. But, um, and anyway, then also too, like uh, maybe a towel, like a hand towel, rub that on the baby and put it like where the dog sleeps. So he's sleeping with that smell so that he just gets used to that. Okay. That's the main name of the game. So you're pushing the buggies. Just think of everything you're going to need, a a daily routine that you're going to need, and you want the dog either to be a part of it or away from it where the dog can have his own spot in the same room it doesn't need have to be up on your lap or the couch or whatever type thing Mm -hmm. set boundaries because the first three months it's going to go by so fast you won't even know what happened in three months and so that's why i get a chance you know to do that and then also too now um let's say you're thinking about having a baby you got a dog if your dog is not friendly with kids now They won't be when you have children of your own. Okay. Okay. And that's one thing that you have to remember. And many dogs are giving up for that because usually Mm. things don't start happening until the baby starts moving, crawling. When the baby becomes mobile, that's when all of a sudden bites to the faces and stuff like that. come. And so the thing is, is dogs that are scared of kids, and usually it's five foot and under, uh, four foot and under, I should say, four foot and under, and if they're scared of kids, because they're unpredictable, they look like they're going right, they go left, and blah, blah, blah. And so what happens is that they're just nervous Nellies around the kids. They're not going to be okay just because it's your kid and your family. That doesn't mean your dog Mm. has to like it. Right. (laughs) Right. So you're going to need to, uh, you know, especially... Take your dog to uh, parks and take a lawn chair and just sit afar from a playground, and so the dog can get used to the busyness and the sounds and such like that of the kids. Okay, if the kids come over and say, "Can I put, we pet the dog right now?" No, we would just want the dog to get used to like he just he will just hang out. And the closer you can get your chair to the playground, mm-hmm. he's not nervous. He's just kind of handling it and dealing with it. Okay, uh, but then like I say, when the baby comes, it's the parents' job to. Uh, Protect the dog's face and space, and the child's face and space. And I always say, tell everybody, make the dog the inanimate object in the room. When the baby starts uh, moving, uh, let's say, you start to crawl towards the dog. Yeah, you know, get the pick up the child and say, "We're going over this way." <laughs> okay. <laughs> so pretty soon, the the child is cut. He'll see the dog. Like, that's the dog. And he'll go over to something else. He won't be just, like, mm, okay, targeting yeah. <laughs> the, you know, the dog no matter where he's at. And so that's what you want is so that – uh, because usually then when the kids go mobile, they want to, you know, grab the ears, grab the tail, put their – their, their, you know, let me check your eyeball out. What's in <laughs> right. your ear? What's, you know, uh, and then they want to fall on them. They want to ride them. You know what I mean? And so – and everybody wants the dog that can take all that – and not react and that's not what real life is that's eventually the dog's going to have enough Mm, and they're 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 going to get nailed and then now oh my god i got to destroy the dog because he bit my kid it was on the writing on the wall you weren't being a parent you know protecting your your dog was there first (laughs) yeah and then now protecting the child that's here and so you've got to do that everybody wants everybody to get along but the problem is, is that, like I say, and every child's different, some are more difficult than others. Sure. But so then instead of mo- mo- turning the child, then you get rid of the dog. Put the dog in a kennel, put him in another room. You know, and then when the, when the child is taking a nap or going out for the, bed, now bring the dog out and everybody can hug and kiss and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, the, but like I said, if you're thinking that, okay, oh, my dog doesn't really like kids, but us having our own kid, everything will be fine get that thought out of your head you're gonna be very 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 disappointed and so no but you could try to try to um, get your dog used to more kids by going to the playgrounds and letting them see the blah 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 you know being around more of that what that stuff and it's more of the small dogs that are not you know don't like the little kids than the big dogs but uh, you got to be fair to both They're facing space so you just you can't just, you can't expect your dog to take a licking and keep on ticking, and nothing's going to happen. I always tell this story of this um, uh, uh, this family. They had a, a four year old little boy, and um, they had a beautiful hot collie, just a gorgeous looking collie, the old like lassy looking. Well, anyway, so obviously the phone rings mom goes and leaves the dog and the child alone, which you never, ever do, even though you think it's going to be for two seconds. Okay? she knows, sooner so she gets the phone, and there's a blood-curdling scream from the other room. Oh. So she goes back, and her son got nailed in the face pretty dang good. Okay? Mm. Okay, so she grabs him to take her to ER. Dad's all upset. He's going to take the dog to the vet. You know, to, we're done. Okay? And so now they get to the vet. The vet's looking at the dog, and he says, there's something wrong with the dog's head. He's holding his head funny. So the vet looks, and here the kids stuck a pencil in the dog's ear. Oh, my gosh. And you wonder oh. why he got bit. <laughs> yeah. But that's what kids do. It's yeah. an orifice. Stick something up at, look at their nose. <laughs> yeah, they do it all the time. Yes, you know. <laughs> and so that's why it's really, really important, folks, that you are the, you you protect the face and space of your dog, two-legged dog, two-legged dog, two-legged <laughs> well, child, could be. Could be. <laughs> yeah. And then so anyway, so it's so important that. You can't lay that all on a dog, because, um, and even humans, there's people I know that as we, and I know I've gotten, as I've gotten older, you know, I've got grandkids, right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Five of them <laughs> going to be here pretty quick. Well, no, actually, I got, I'm a great-grandma, too, you know, so. Oh, okay, we, we yeah. actually six, seven. Oh, you we what, anyway, Big so. Big family. Yeah, really. And so, but, well, now I lost my chain of thought. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, okay, we got to have a new tangent there. Uh, can't remember. Well, well, yeah. well, think about it over break. <laughs> <laughs> think about it over break. Okay, uh, where am I at here? Let's see. What candy bar was originally packaged into three separate pieces of candy flavored vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry? Mounds, Mounds bar, you know, Mars bar, Tabler Stone, or Three Musketeer? What candy bar was originally packaged to include two, three separate pieces of? candy? candy flavored all right what candy bar was originally packaged to include three separate pieces of candy flavored vanilla chocolate and strawberry mounds mars bar cable caberlone T <laughs> we're learning some new yeah, candy bars and then, I think. Uh, or three musketeers what uh mounds yeah. no no cuz that came that comes in two Okay. Two yeah. Okay. And so I don't know what that tab, whatever it is. But anyway, um, I knew it wasn't Mars because at one time that did come in two, uh, a possible two. No, three Musketeers. Okay, three. Sure. It's supposed to come in three. So I went through three Musketeers. But, but when it said through me, it says candy flavored vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Three Musketeers isn't strawberry. No. It's just a, yeah, a whipped chocolate center. But anyway, okay. When it, it, it was first introduced in 1932, the three Musca- three Musketeers bar was packaged to include three separate pieces of candy, hmm. flavored vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Thus, the name Three Musketeer. Da-da. Okay, yeah. Okay, causing some <laughs> confusion to tourists worldwide. The Three Musketeer bar is called a Milky Way in Europe. <laughs> oh. And in the USA, the version of the Milky yes. Way is called a Mars bar. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, but then there is the Milky Way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know it. But see, a uh, man, I can't even admit, that three musketeers if they had that that center had some strawberry. In it. Oh man, I couldn't eat I can't eat I do chocolate and strawberry. Oh, it totally okay. turns it's to me it that is a big no no. Big no no. <laughs> <laughs> so and I love three musketeers. I love that that it's you know it's just it's easy to eat, it just melts and yes. just kind of yeah, yeah, I just love Well, it. good thing they figured it out. Yeah, they decided go. to go with the one. <laughs> no kidding. No, no, no kidding. So anyway, okay, back to babies and the, so we're going to sum up here. So if you're gonna be having your first baby, hopefully ASAP, like right when you find out, start conditioning your dogs to kids. Bring them around kids one at a time. You'll get them used to condition, the playgrounds. The kids don't have to touch them, touch them, and if they do, only one at a time. You don't want to overwhelm the dog. Um, and then uh, they, all the stuff you're gonna need around the house, between the the baby buggies, you know, changing the diapers, the uh, when you lay on the floor, the mobiles that he's gonna be under. Just go through all, uh, practice. So by the time I mean, baby does come. You're gonna feel like an old hat, a mom, you know, carrying this doll around, and and but you have to get the dog used to all that, and then you're gonna build the words that you need. Like, and a huge one is back. And then wait, you know, wait like wait here mm-hmm. until I get whatever type thing. But back, back away, get away okay. from me from right now. So those are a couple that are huge. And if you want to, you can set up a private lesson up at Katie's Canines, and I can help you out too. Okay. And then if you're thinking about getting pregnant, okay, and your dog, you're not does not like kids. Now he's not gonna like your bambino. That does not the way it works. Either they like kids or they don't. And usually, kid haters. Are caused by parents that don't parent, and it's usually like smaller dogs where the kids have really gotten up into the face and space, and the dog is gets worried for his face and, and then starts mm-hmm. lashing mm-hmm. out. So, and then also see like you know, dog, kid dog goes under the uh, behind the couch or under a, t- a table to get away from the child. The child is starting to go towards him. The dog is growling at him, but the kid doesn't know that. Hey, back off! Sorry, you know the he's growling at right. me. I'm going to get bit. So that right away that should happen, then um, the parents should just say, hey 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 come on let's go redirect the child and get get them going. So anyway, I have got a throat uh, in my throat. I just there's no water. Well, I couldn't find because usually well, I there's water but no cups. Okay, well because oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, cause yeah, because usually the I my own water thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and anyway, so I so I go where the usually water and that's all tore apart. So it's like, all oh, weeks to forget my water bottle. Yeah. There is no water down here. So, so it's just like, oh, well. <laughs> now, luckily, I made it this far. I'm so happy. I thought for sure I wasn't going to make it. without. no So anyway. So so we learned that that you have to be a good parent for both your two-legged baby and your four-legged baby and what to do. And if you got more questions, you can always give me a call up at Katie's Canine. Um, or you can email me, too. And so sometimes when you email me through the station, sometimes it gets spam blocked. Oh, okay. So you're better to... Just give me a call up at Katie's Canines, okay? And then um let's see da da da. da, da. Okay. Uh da da, 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 da da. There we go. Uh anything else? Oh, shy dogs. Uh I yes I do have a shy dog class. And you can check out my schedule. Go to my talk1071.com. Go to my uh website and click on that. And then all my schedules are on that. But a shy dog is so important, folks. If you've got a dog that is shy. You know they're either sound sensitive, people sensitive, dog sensitive, uh, uh, more so just life sentence. You know it looks like the ball, eyeballs are gonna pop out of their head. You know if you, they, your know, leaf moves. Mm-hmm. You know everybody mm-hmm. wants to. With, it was a lot of these rescue dogs. What they want to do is, oh, they're there. It's okay. We we can do this. Hug them and love them. And that's the last thing they need. They, what they need is to be taught, competent, taught things to build confidence. And that's just like in shy people, the more calm you build right. their confidence by teaching them something. So they feel good about themselves and exactly. feel that they can accomplish things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's yes. the same thing with dogs. And so that's why I do have a shy dog class or you can, there again, you can set up a private lesson if you just want to work individually. But the whole thing is is that it's a road it's a journey it's gonna take with my little Ethel it took two years for me to get her totally out of her shell that she in the first um the first six seven months it was bleh. <laughs> and uh but like I had other dogs so that helped out, but some people don't have another dog, and so they gotta really work hard at getting this to come together. And so, because I had other dogs, I could hug and kiss and stuff like that. So I didn't feel like I was left out because Ethel was like, I don't, you know, who are you? Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but if nobody has any other dogs, then they're, they're like, but I really want to just pet you. I just yeah. want to hone you. And the dog is like, scary, scary, move, get out of here. So, uh, so that's what you just got to learn. And there is, uh, if you don't want to set up a class or whatever, there is a book. It's called Rescue Your Dog From Fear. Rescue your dog from fear and not spy swagger. S-W-A-G-E-R. And I got them online. Now watch that. And next time I order them, I can't get them. No. <laughs> but anyway, and because it's so important, folks, that you really, because these are dogs that are flight risks, you know, that if they slip out of their collar or whatever type they, they're their Oh, gone. sure. Okay. Yeah. And I had a, a friend lost her yellow lab uh, for a couple of days. Because it slipped out of, uh, well, actually, it didn't slip out of the harness because she double leashes them. It was just a, a circumstance of events getting out. It was either in the car or out of the car, and shoo. And the dog was out, you know, uh, uh, loose. I think it was three nights, four nights wow. before they finally caught it. And so that's why you just don't realize fear is a very powerful thing. And so, it, the, the first of all, if you have a fear dog, you'd never, ever ever use just a plain buckle collar you want a martingale collar a martingale collar so that if your dog tries to back up the collar can't slide over the head it like locks it you know so that there's no way no matter how the dog struggles can he get out of it Mm. okay so that's that's a huge part there but anyway so yeah so you can i can help you more with the shy dog collar so well if anybody got a question we got open lines here 651-641-1071 651-641-1071 or we don't have a question for me you can ask me a question i know with laurie and julia you know they ask everybody you could you could ask the individual host questions about themselves you know so if anybody's got a question just for me katie about me or whatever uh yeah just you can call that and you don't have to be a dog question i can answer you like how many cats do i have five <laughs> how many cats did i have at one time 32 wow <laughs> i know i so, didn't know that uh, that was back in the day <laughs> oh wow so anyway but yeah so if you got a question just for me yeah give a holler let's have some fun it's, we're almost down here and then uh otherwise if you've got a, a dog cat dog or cat question um or if you got a question about the challenge give a holler 651-641-1071 okay so why don't we run to break and sure. then come back okay Hold on a sec. Let's get the next trivia question up. Okay, what candy bar claims to be named after one of the U.S. president U.S. President Grover Cleveland's children? Heath Bar, Baby Ruth, Violet Crumble, or Clark Bar? We'll be back. Oh, thank you, Reagan, for and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. We, my talks, uh, listeners are phenomenal. You guys are all can't thank you enough. And and like once again, it was so much fun seeing you all uh, at the birthday bash. All right, what candy bar claims to have named one of the U.S. presidents, Grover Cleveland's children, after? Heath bar, Baby Ruth, Violet Crumble, or Clark bar? Clark. That's what I thought, <laughs> and wrong. Wrong. Okay, this would totally blow my mind. I Baby Ruth. Oh, okay. the The Curtis Candy Company has a traditionally claimed that the Baby Ruth candy bar was named after pre- President Grover Cleveland's daughter mm. Ruth, Cle- Cleve- uh, Ruth Cleveland. Skeptics, however, are quick to point out that not only did Ruth Cleveland die sixteen years before the introduction of the candy bar Baby Ruth. But the company had originally negotiated a failed endorsement deal with legendary baseball player Babe Ruth. Okay, some have suggested that the secretly naming the candy bar after Ruth was a way to tie him to their product without paying any royalties. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh Always a shrewd advertiser company, founder Otto whatever, chartered a plane in 1923 to drop thousands of Baby Ruth bars over the city of Pittsburgh, each one with its own mini parachute. (laughs) (laughs) Who had the job of putting all that together? Yeah, His marketing plan must have worked. Baby Hmm. Ruth has gone on to be one of the big top confectionery brands. Today, the Baby Ruth bar is owned by Nestle. Okay, yep. So, can you imagine all those little babies, <laughs> <laughs> little parachutes? Yes, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, okay, then uh, you know, yesterday was my birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. We went up to uh, the. I don't know if you've ever been to the vets camp on Big Marine Lake. It's it's an awesome place, and obviously you have to be a vet to go in there. So, um, and we know one of our girlfriends and my husband's a vet too. But so the thing is, uh, well, we had the, the uh, uh, Avengers played there. It's a fifties band. Okay. Oh, God. Very cool. The, the selection of music they did. You know, they weren't like, WAP, you know, singers. They were great, but they weren't like, you know, like White Sidewalls or Rockin' Hollywood. But the songs, they sung songs I haven't heard in eons. Oh, fun. And it's just, like, just melted. It was wow. like, oh, this is so fun. That's so cool. So anyway, so it just, uh, Yeah. So we did that and then they sung Happy Birthday and of course you have to sing the happy birthday song of Casey Jones. You know, happy, happy birthday to every girl and boy. Hope this very special day brings you less of joy. That one? Okay, that's the only birthday song I will ever sing. That okay. This Happy Birthday. I know, no one, one likes that. <laughs> I can't just oh, shoot me now. You know, make it fun, <laughs> <Yeah>. turkey happy. <laughs> now yeah. that we're in a goddamn funeral, you yeah. know. So anyway, so it was great. Had a great friends around. Got some cute presents. Uh, had a couple beers. That's danced great. a couple dances. So so uh, thanks to all that was up there and had a grand time. So, okay, we got our last colleague. Yeah. Dave, what do we got? All right, we have Kim on the line. Uh, her dog pretty much barks at everything. Yeah. Okay. Hey there, Ruth. How you doing? Okay, I'm sorry about that. I'm so back at baby Ruth. <laughs> hey Kim, what kind of dog do you got?
1: Uh, he is a rescue I've had for a little over a year now. Okay. I was told he was a Bashan mix. Okay. I really actually think he's a terrier poodle mix. Okay. Um, he is originally from Texas. He's now in Minnesota. And he barks at everything except squirrels. People walk by the window, cars. He wants to, especially pickups,
0: he just wants to attack and kill them. Okay. Okay. and any suggestions yeah no. he, he's bored out of his gourd you gotta start teaching him stuff he doesn't <laughs> have enough input as far as do other things to think about. So he's making his own games and he's becoming oh. reactive to everything. And he so, is. yeah. And so what you got to do is whether you do your obedience training, work on your stays across the room uh, start teaching tricks, start naming the toys, uh, get the brain teasers book. Okay? okay. Uh, and so the thing is, is that if you start doing more input every week, he's learning one or two new things. You're going to see, he's going to be a lot less reactive. Also right. Now what you can do is you take. Have you tried the spray bottle filled with water set on stream? And I has, sure have. And how did that go? <laughs> it didn't. Okay, so then, um, have you tried the pop can with five pennies in it?
1: Uh, yes, we have tried that too. Okay. And well, actually, with the spray bottle, it works for the first two or three times, and I thought, Neh.
0: Okay, but did you, did you have that? the but did you have the voice with it? Ah, quiet. Ah. Quiet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You quiet have, okay. You gotta, you gotta have the voice with it. Everybody just thinks the water magically is gonna shut the dog up. Okay. And so right. and so what that is is just kind of an exclamation point on the on the word quiet. So he's okay. gonna, But anyway, okay. and then also too, you can let him drag like a six foot nylon leash around. And so you could set him up to like things that trigger him from outside. Let's say you have somebody come by, walk by or drive by, you know, like at uh, three o'clock this afternoon. So now you're going to be all set. He's dragging the leash. The minute his ears go up, like he's alerted to something and his tail goes up, Mm -hmm. everybody waits for the dog to react and then reacts to their reaction. Okay, what you gotta do is pop the thought bubble, don't let him go down that road, so the okay. the tail goes up, the head goes up ah, 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 ah. don't even. Quiet, ah, quiet. And so you yeah. want to get into their head, and then assume, oh, very nice, very nice. Oh, where's, let's go find, where's, where's Lammy? Let's go find Lammy. You know, you're going to redirect him onto something else. And so okay. the thing is, okay. is, by more input into the head, you're going to see him looking to you for entertainment instead of getting entertainment from what is around him and the games that he, he's uh, being, react becoming reactive to. He's creating right. his okay. own stuff. Okay, we'll try, we'll try that. Yeah, hopefully it hopefully it works. No, it will. You just but you okay. got to be diligent. It's just you know it's not going to happen overnight. It's right. going to be week a couple weeks of doing like when you go. Okay, well let's see. When you go for a walk, okay, where does he walk? Does he scan in front of you? Uh, mostly in yes, mostly in front. Okay, he can't do that. He, then he's he's out there. He's got to take care of you. He's got to take care of anything that's in front of you. You're not working as a team. You have when you are in motion, that dog should be walking with you on a loose lead, paying attention where we're both observing and seeing things at the same time. OK. okay. And okay. so then when right. every time you stop, he should sit. And then he should remain in that sit until you start going again, you know. And you can learn this like either a private class or just a class. But see, what we got to do is get you organized so you can organize the dog. And the organizing the dog gets the dog to look to you for direction to follow through with what you're asking of him. Okay. Right, okay. And I, I'm just kind of thinking he may
1: have more issues since he was a, a rescue, if that. And I don't know what his previous home well, life but was see, like right
0: but, but see, we can't change that we, uh, can't, no, you know, we can't you know no. he could have been out of a dumpster we can't change that all we do is we got to look at the, the cutie pie that's sitting in front of you and say what are we going to teach you and how are we going to go about right it? because okay. you can't go backwards to go forwards why do you think the rearview mirror is smaller and the windshield is bigger because you don't go backwards, you go forward. Right, and so exactly. that's why by input, 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 those brain teaser games from that book it, it will really be helpful. And uh, but that anytime you get a dog that uh, literally becomes, a, like when I brought Gil get home. Now he's the Yorkie Cairn Terrier, right? He's Ten pounds. Okay. And when I brought him home, <laughs> yeah, says, I'll put it politely. No way, okay. But there's a lot of expletives in there. Okay. okay. Okay, and so I'm not having no ankle biter yippy yappy dog. She's so not going to be a yippy yappy dog. So we had it for about 2 months and he couldn't believe he says so well, how come he's not barking at everything that moves? Because he's I'm um, it's called input. He's learning. He's got other things to think about other than what he should bark at that butterfly or somebody that just, you know. He now, if you got knock on the front door, that's a different ball game. You bet. He's going to let me know somebody's there, but I could also step in and say, "Okay, you're done, and he's done." <laughs> you know. And so, okay. And so okay. That's yeah. There's some
1: definitely some things to think about and try and we'll we'll keep working on so kind of basically like distraction
0: Well, not distraction input teaching about teaching other when you're when you're learning something new let's say you're going to school to be a beekeeper okay okay you're so engrossed on the learning you don't have time to think about the that person that's next to you that's driving you totally insane you know you're, you're just okay i gotta get this squared away but if you're not grossed into something where your brain isn't being used you can start nitpicky things and then have reactions, too. Right? Okay? okay? And that's what he's doing. He's having reactions, too, because he mentally is bored out of his gourd. And so that's why. And it's going to be every week he's learning something new, a trick, a brain teaser. You're going to get start teaching him obedience where you go for a walk together as a team. Uh, you mm-hmm. want to stay where you can put him in a down stay in the center of your living room. Be able to walk out around your house, come back inside, and the dog is right where you left him. When he can get to that point, then you know you're not going to be hearing anything barking out of him unless it is truly meant and needed. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Okay, sounds
1: good. Okay, Kim. Go forward with that then. Good. Thank
0: you. Good luck. Train on. I will. (laughs) Okay. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye -bye. See, folks, that's all it is. You know, people, you got all this. And a lot of people, what they want to do is blame it. Well, he's a rescue. We don't know. No, we can't. We can't change that. Wherever he came from, he's here now, and what are we going to do with him? Just like with that gal called, are those beagles trainable being in research? You know, yes, they are, but how much time are you going to put into it? Most people just want to put a couple weeks into training, and then, okay, it didn't work Goodbye. Or it's like, well, that's just the way that dog is, and it's never going to work. And it's just like, come on, people, you got your two legged kids, you know, you're you, you work with them till you kind of can hopefully hit a beat and get things accomplished with the two legged kid. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the four legged kids. And so that's why it's just it's uh, uh, the more incidences you're having, the border, the bore boy the more bored the dog is there we go he hasn't been learning anything you haven't been teaching anything you haven't been working on a relationship and so that's why when you start doing more things you don't have to go to obedience classes unless the dog is tearing, dragging you down the block and you need to help getting the dog with the right training collar then you might want to call Katie kine before uh, up in good uh, up in Hugo there Okay, I know her personally. Do you? Yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, And another thing, don't do, I'm sorry, but I'm a huge component against board and train facilities because I don't know what they're doing with my dog when I'm not there. Oh, I've never heard of this. Yeah, board and train, it's huge now because everybody's like, well, here, you take them, you program them and then give them back. And then now I can have a perfect dog. Well, that's not the way it works. What happens is that whoever trains a dog builds the confidence and the trust and the respect is what it is. Okay, well, I hope it was so good to see you t- uh, again today. Been a long time since Thursday. <laughs> <But> anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I want to thank you all for listening and sharing your afternoon. Great. You can always get a hold of me up at Katie's K9. Go to mytalk1071.com for the past shows, podcasts, and you have a great week. Trade on.